Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you, you're in the right place. Because of all the things cancer robs us of, the certainty of who and whose we are, how to pray when we have no words, and the strength, peace, trust, and yes, even the joy we long for are at the top of the list. If you don't want to merely survive cancer, but long to thrive in the midst of it, take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you through a short story and a prayer using our guided format with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation to experience God's loving presence now and in the days ahead. There's a theme and a call to action that runs throughout the entire Bible, but it is super loud in both Isaiah and the book of Psalms. And the call is to sing a new song, to sing God's praises and just burst forth in worship. In Isaiah 42.10, it says, Sing to God a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. And like I said, it's a call to sing a new song, to raise our voices, to rejoice and sing and shout for joy. And it goes on and it even says, For the mountaintops are to rejoice and we're to rejoice from the deserts to the islands to the nomads. Everyone is to rejoice and burst forth with singing. And it got me thinking and wondering, you know, do you feel like that right now? How do you feel about singing a new song right now? Because here's the thing. We're coming to the end of 2020, which I think we can all agree has been a bit of a doozy. And you've had to endure it all while having cancer as well, and maybe even being immunocompromised on top of everything. And as we head towards Christmas and into the new year and into 2021, there is absolutely no guarantee that 2021 is going to be any easier. So the chances are you're feeling more weary and worried than overflowing with worship and wonder. Am I right? But this call is everywhere. We see it in the Psalms. Psalm 33.3 says, Sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. And in Psalm 96 verse 1 it says, Sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. And we'd be forgiven for thinking that this is a text and this is a call to action for when life is all rainbows and butterflies and not masks and disease and cancer and waiting and worry and weariness. But I want to tell you that it's at moments like this, when life is hard, really hard, and we're tired and we just want things to change, it's at moments like this that this is exactly when this text is for. Yes, it's for when life is happy and skippy, but it's also for times of darkness and suffering and weariness and waiting and even apathy and doubt. And today, I want to encourage you in this Advent season to read Isaiah 42, 1 through 17, where we find this call from the Lord spoken through the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel and ultimately to us as well. Because here's the thing, 
When Isaiah spoke these words to the people of Israel, they hadn't just won a big victory, they hadn't seen a huge God miracle played out in their lives, and they hadn't enjoyed years of plenty and security. Nope, quite the opposite. They were broken and enslaved. The golden age of Hezekiah with its economic and religious stability was over, Israel was again in captivity to the Babylonians, and the people, like us, were weary, worn out, worried, and waiting. Yet in the middle of that, God calls them to sing a new song, to burst forth in joy and hope and peace in the darkness. He's not saying, when life's good again, then I want you to sing a new song. He calls them to sing a new song right where they are, to burst forth in worship. And I want to encourage you that today, that's your call as well. That's our call. Because the reason God calls us to sing a new song is because it's the way we can shift from weariness and worry to wonder and worship. And don't we want that right now more than ever, especially in this time of Advent, looking forward to the birth of Jesus at Christmas? But how do we do that? How do we exchange our weariness and our worry and our waiting for this wonder and this worship? Well, the key is to look at what shifted it for the Israelites. How did they do it? What turned it around from then? How did they manage to explode with praise, even though they were captive to the Babylonians? Well, the answer lies in a pivot. And I know you're going to be like, Nikki, pivot is 2020's word of the year. You name it, it's been pivoted in 2020. How we do business, how we do church, how we do school, how we connect with family and friends. Everything has been pivoted. And right here in the middle of this text in Isaiah, in the middle of God's message, there's another pivot. If you've ever watched any sports, you've probably seen sportsmen and women pivot the whole time. Pivoting in sports is a way to power quickly into a change of direction. And the same is true in this text here. It's not a sports pivot, but a faith pivot. And if you read verse 9, it says, See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. And that's God speaking through Isaiah to the people of Israel. This pivot says, The old stuff has happened. I'm telling you about new things before they're here. It's a shift from looking back to looking ahead. But how does this shift us from weariness and worry to worship and wonder? Well, just like in a sports pivot, the faith pivot has two parts, the plant and the turn. As you're heading in one direction, you plant your foot firmly on the ground, then turn and go in the other direction. And it's the same in a faith pivot. We plant and turn. And this is exactly what God is showing the Israelites in verse 9. He's telling them to plant and pivot. In the plant, God is reminding the Israelites and us to look back and see that he is a God that does all that he says he is going to do. He's kept his word over the years and we can remember his faithfulness. We can plant our feet in the truth 
that God does what he says he's going to do. The former things have taken place. It's like he's saying to the Israelites, guys, I told you that I would lead you out of slavery, and I did. I told Abraham that I would make him into a great nation, and I did. I promised that I would take you into the promised land, and I did. In the same way, we can plant our feet in the firm foundation and remember all that God has done, that he said he was going to do, both in our lives and in the lives of other people. And planting our feet gives us confidence and hope that he'll do it again. And the Israelites, captive in Babylonia, were in a time of waiting They were beginning to lose hope and he was telling them that they would be free, but they just weren't there yet. And maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe you feel captive to COVID. You're in a time of waiting. You're captive to cancer. When will it end? When will it just be over? And God says to us, to you today, the same things. He says, plant your feet in my past faithfulness. Yes, we're in a time of waiting, but our feet are planted in this truth and it gives us hope in what's to come and renewed confidence in the waiting. In the waiting and the weariness and the worry, we too can plant our feet in this truth and begin to worship and wonder. I remember when I was first diagnosed with cancer, I felt like I was constantly living in waiting and worry living in the unknown, waiting for blood work results, waiting to see if it had spread from my lymph nodes to around my body, wondering whether I would die at just 43 like my sister before me. And what kept me going was trying to constantly plant my feet and my hope and trust in all that God had done and all that he had said he would do. I knew he was faithful and trustworthy even if I didn't know what the future looked like. And as we celebrate Christmas and this time of waiting at Advent, we know that in our waiting, in our worry and our weariness, we have Emmanuel, God with us, working in us and through us, comforting us, guiding us and giving us strength. We can plant our feet in God's faithfulness, but you know what? If all we do is plant our feet on God's faithfulness, and we never turn, we completely miss the good stuff that is to come. We're only halfway through the pivot if we simply plant on God's faithfulness. It's a great start, but it's not the whole journey. And again, God shows us in the same way he shows the Israelites how to turn. Because once we've planted, we have to turn in a new direction and focus on the new thing. And the wonderful news is that God is always doing a new thing. The kingdom of God is always advancing. God is always doing a new thing in us and through us, even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of our cancer. And the danger is if we only focus on the old things, we miss the new thing that God is doing and we get stuck And I don't want you to get stuck in 2020, and I certainly don't want you to get stuck in your cancer. But when we look at the new thing that God was announcing to the Israelites, it was so totally not what they were expecting. 
They were hoping for and expecting a warrior king, a leader who was going to make them victorious and lead them out of captivity. And what Isaiah told them about was a suffering servant. And so what was new wasn't just what God was doing, but how he was going to do it. And that was so amazing. God was saying to the Israelites, plant your feet in the secure footing of my faithfulness and then turn towards this new thing, this new amazing thing that is so unlike anything I have done before. This is how you can sing a new song. This is how you can pivot from weariness and worry to worship and wonder. And he says the same thing to us today. He's saying it to you right now. I want to encourage you that God is faithful. He is a firm foundation and he is always doing a new thing. My question to you is, are you willing to turn into it? Are you willing to pivot by planting and turning? Because this is how we shift our weariness and worry and waiting into worship and wonder that bursts forth from us. So this got me thinking, where does this leave us now? What are we meant to do? If I want to sing a new song, does this mean I need to restart my piano lessons and progress beyond chopsticks so I can write new songs? Does it mean that all we can do in church on Sundays is sing brand new worship songs? Well, no. But yes, because part of worship is planting our feet on the firm foundation of who he is as we sing about the truth of his character, of his nature, of what he has done. And part of worship is turning and seeing the new thing that he is doing. But the pivot isn't just about how we worship. It's about our attitude. Because if you're anything like me, when you're worn out and weary, it affects your attitude and your heart more than your energy levels. And this new song is a new attitude, a new outlook for our hearts. We might not actually be called to write a new song, but we are all called to erupt in a fresh expression of worship in our hearts and in our attitude. Like I said, we're called to pivot, to plant and turn. That means right now, can we plant and turn? Because no matter our attitude, no matter whether it's lagging three steps behind, now is the time to sing a new song, confident in who God is and what he's done, and with hope that he is doing a new thing right in our hearts and right in the midst of us. Our new song brings hope, not hopelessness, as we press on to the prize set before us, as it says in Philippians 4. We can reorientate to what God is doing and will do, not our circumstances. Just like the Israelites, our new song is to wait in hope, overflowing with praise. As it says in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, Forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. In other words, don't get stuck there and stay there. Then it goes on to say, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We can sing a new song today because God is making a way in the wilderness and the and we can sing a new song today in the midst of our cancer, in the midst of COVID, 
because God is making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So let's plant and turn and erupt with praise. Amen. Well, now let's take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer format that uses the acronym TRUST. Thanking him for who he is and what he's done, resting in his love, unburdening our hearts, surrendering our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, taking him at his word. But before I do, I want to do a couple of things. I want to encourage you to download your own copy of our Trust Prayer Format, which I've made into a handy-dandy bookmark that you can keep in the back of your Bible or somewhere close to you when you pray. And you can find that at chemochairprayers.com. And secondly, I want to invite you to make this prayer time your own. It's for you and God after all. Yes, I pray and I pray along with you, but I leave space for you and your own conversation with God. So feel free to pause the audio at any time if I move on too quickly or you want to take a little bit longer with God and hang out with him. And lastly, I'll encourage you, as I always do, to come as you are. And today that means bringing with you all your worries, your weariness and your waiting. There's no need to get it all figured out before we pray. So let's pray. We'll start by thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Lord, we thank you that you are always doing a new thing. Your kingdom is always advancing and we get to be a part of that. You are always healing and transforming. You are always calling us to go deeper with you. Lord, we thank you that you are a God that keeps his word, that you are faithful and true that you are trustworthy. Lord, we thank you that you have more for us, that in the middle of our weariness and our worry, you are calling us to worship and wonder, and you have given us the tools to do so. Take a moment to thank God for who he is and all that he's done and all that he will do in you and through you. Now let's take a moment to rest in his love. Lord, we thank you that we can rest in you, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And as it says in Psalm 130 verse 5, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. And Lord, we wait for you, we rest in you, our whole being waits waits and we put our hope in your word. So take a moment to sit and breathe him in and rest in his unending love for you. Having thanked him for who he is and what he's done and rested in his presence, now we can unburden our hearts to God. Lord, we're weary and we are worn out from 2020, from cancer, from the waiting. And Lord, we just want to be done. Our hearts aren't bursting with worship and worry. We're anxious, we're angry, we're confused, and we are so many other things. It's like our hearts aren't overflowing with praise, but with pain. 
and we come to you as we are. Lord, we're being honest, we're being open, and Lord, we are afraid. You tell us to cast all our burdens onto you because you care for us. And right now we do that, Lord. We unburden our hearts. We unload all the worry and all the things that we are carrying. And we give it to you. Now I'd like to invite you to take some time to unburden your heart to God. All the weariness, all the worry, all the waiting, everything. Lay it at his feet, confident in his love for you. So now, having unburdened our hearts, let us surrender those things along with our hopes and our fears and our needs to him, letting it go, leaving it with him and not trying to control it. Psalm 5 says in verse 3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. And we do that now, Lord. We've laid our heart and our heart's burdens before you and now we surrender. We surrender our hopes and our needs and we walk away. We surrender our control over them. We surrender our worry. We surrender our need to fix it and we give it to you. Let me encourage you to take a moment to surrender everything and everyone that's worrying you to God. And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord, we choose to take you at your word, planting our feet in your faithfulness, faithfulness and trustworthiness, knowing that you always do what you say you'll do. We believe, help our unbelief. Lord, we stand on this firm foundation. We wait patiently for you, knowing that you hear our cry. We trust that you are doing a new thing through us and that that thing is good, oh so good. And finally, I want to invite you to take some time, take a moment to take him at his word, to confess that you believe, but maybe you struggle. Tell him that you are going to believe him. You are going to stand on this firm foundation. As always, we like to take a moment to enter into a spiritual practice you can make your own now and take into the week ahead. My biggest prayer is that when you finish listening to the podcast today, you don't think about the great story or you don't think about my English accent You think about what God has already done in you and through you, through this time of prayer and our spiritual practice. You might like to do this with your eyes closed. There's nothing spiritual about closing our eyes. It simply cuts down on distractions and helps us get our focus off ourselves and what's going on around us and onto God and what he might be doing and saying. I've got two questions for you this week. First of all, let me ask you, how have you seen God's faithfulness in your life? Maybe it's an answered prayer he's provided for you when you've needed it most, or you felt his strength when you're at the end of yourself. Friend, this is your foundation. Add it to all the faithfulness you read about in the Bible, 
Joseph, Moses, Ruth, Esther, the people of Israel, Mary, and what you see in people around you. All that faithfulness, imagine standing on it as your firm foundation. Imagine planting your feet on that solid ground, looking back at all these acts of faithfulness in the past. This is us planting, planting our feet on God's faithfulness. And now I want you to imagine yourself turning and facing towards the new thing that he is doing. Even if you can't see it or don't know what he's doing, you can still turn. In full assurance, he's not inactive, even in your cancer. I want you to imagine your weariness and your worry falling off you. And bubbling up instead is gratitude, trust, reassurance, joy and worship. Allow it to bubble up and rise to the top. Don't be discouraged, it may take a while. But as we plant and we turn, the weariness and worry becomes worship and wonder. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. I always say thriving's a team sport, so I'd love to know how you're doing and how you found this simple spiritual exercise. Why not come and find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, nikihardy.com slash chemochairprayers, which is not only where you find some of the best discussions happening, but it's also where you can download a copy of your trust guided prayer format in a handy dandy bookmark. And if you like the Chemo Chair Prayers podcast, would you hit subscribe and leave a five-star review so others journeying through cancer can find it easily? And then why not recommend it to a friend who's been diagnosed, your cancer support group, or even your oncologist? Remember, you are loved and seen, and you've got this because he's got you. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.